Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with With daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to From Complex to Queens, Amazing Avenue's minor league podcast. This is a special episode, obviously, because here we are in living color. I'm <laughs> Steve Saipa. Joined with me this week are Ken Lavin and Thomas Henderson. So how are you guys doing this week? Good, good. Yeah, I'm doing well. Um, chilling. Live I, on Facebook. I can see you guys. Everybody <laughs> else can see you guys. So no making funny faces as we usually do while we record. <laughs> so uh, we'll start off with promote extend trade and on this date in 1900 frank Baum's novel the wonderful wizard of oz was published and he gave that first copy to his sister so what a good brother he was uh but we're building a baseball team here so we have no time to be sentimental who are we going to promote extend or trade of these following three guys that came to the tryout we have a cowardly lion we have a tin man that doesn't have a heart and we have a scarecrow that doesn't have a brain. Oh. Uh. Trading the scarecrow. Yeah. Baseball IQ. It's like zero. That's true. So the lion probably... So you could probably bust the lion inside. Exactly. Because he's cowardly. And he's not going to like... He's not going to like anything over the middle... Oh, oh, on the inside part of the plate. But if you leave something outside, he might just hit a home run. The lions are pretty strong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is true. Objectively strong is a lion. See. So I think I'm extending him. 
just for the the pure like dinger aspect because as you know we are a dinger podcast of course but I you extended, i extended the scarecrow um because he dances so i guess he's agile so he <laughs> might play good defense that's my he's my, a pinch runner too yeah exactly Imagine trying to tag him out. Like he gets caught in a rundown, he just dances around the the second baseman, and he's safe anyway. So exactly. See, so Lion, I promoted because those exact reasons. I think that maybe he could hit. You know, literally run into the occasional homer. And I, I traded the Tin Man. Um, he doesn't have a heart, so he probably doesn't have Grishin. We don't like that. <laughs> and most importantly, if it rains or something like that. He literally will freeze in place. Which, oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, terrible defense. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, that that's all right. Promote extend trade. Um, we would have had Lucas answer, but his answer probably would have been a little problematic. So we just murdered him. Oh so he's gone. Um. Next up is our CPBL and KBO update. Uh, first, the CPBL, the Unilions, they went 3-2 and two this week, so they snapped that losing streak that they had from last week. Uh, the hitter of the week was Anko Lin. He went 9 for 23 with three doubles, a homer, and five RBI. And Ryan Fierbend, he got his second consecutive pitcher of the week uh, nod. He allowed one run over six innings, scattering six hits, walking three, and striking out six. So we talked about Fierben last week, so kind of, you know, ignore him now again because nothing new on that front. But Lin, he's an interesting uh, kid. Him and Fu Lin Kuo, they're basically the one-two punch that the Lions have. And Lin was a kind of big-time high school and college prospect over in Taiwan. The Lions drafted him with their first-round draft pick and immediately brought him up. And he... Pitched, uh, excuse me, he hit pretty well for him, for them in his first year. He had 255, 336, 337, two homers in 27 games. Solid for a rookie. And he really has picked things up this season. Uh, he's currently hitting 370, 439, 717 with seven homers in 25 games. So that'll definitely play. 717? 717. Okay, that'll play, yeah. Um. So obviously... In that environment, anyway, the bat is pretty potent. But what makes him interesting is that for basically his entire amateur career, he was a pitcher. Oh. He didn't pitch too well in spring training over uh, in Taiwan back in February and, and late March. So he didn't um, make the team as a pitcher, but they needed a bat. Clearly, the bat is good. And he is um, gunning to be a two-way player next season. So that would be pretty cool if he's able to do that. Uh, The fastball touches 92. He's a left-hander, so 92 is okay. And then he complements it with a changeup and a slider. Um, He's still 23, so they're not the best pitches, but, you know, there's time to improve upon him. And, you know, he, 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 he looks up to Shohei Otani. And Madison Bumgarner, those are two well-hitting pitchers, and he wants to come to the U.S. someday, so maybe he's got a future here. It would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Two-way players are fun. 
even if he could figure it out a little bit, that would be fun. And even though like anyone who hits like I that, still like, want I'd to give see him a shot. The uh, combo relief pitcher designated hitter. I think that would be very cool. That's a personal dream of yeah. mine. <laughs> Guy who yeah. hits for nine innings and then Is comes it? in to close it out. <laughs> that would be awesome. That's like the uh, the best player on your little league team. That's very position. common in college. Oh yeah. Um, but never happens anywhere else, obviously. Yeah. I could see like the Angels in a playoff game doing that with Otani on one of his non-starting days. That might like, be just end up being his um I think his, this is a Jared Seidler take, but his ultimate out- outcome might just that might be the most fun ultimate outcome for him. That would be fun. Is like <laughs> saving 60 games out of the Angels pen and also you know, playing right field three yeah. days. I think it was speaking of two-way players. Now, I think it was Dave in our in our Slack who mentioned this. But do you think that DHs make two-way players more likely? Because, like, I really wouldn't want to put a pitcher in the field. Like, yeah, like Otani playing right field, I would be scared that he's going to try to throw someone out going first to third and like blow his arm out. But <laughs> yeah, you could really do it. Like, uh, like Brendan McKay is more or less a first baseman when he used to be exactly yeah a two-way player. So yeah, I guess you would want to limit the amount of throwing they do save their bullets for the, you know, that's, that's my take too. And like, I don't know how, how good of it, like would the defense be worth it? Like is Shohei Otani that good of a right fielder or I think Michael Lorenzen plays center field. I think when he does it, when Michael Lorenzen play does his two way stuff, I think he plays center field. So I just wonder if like having a universal DH kind of ups that because you don't have to worry about your guy running down a ball in the gap and, tearing his hamstring or something like it doesn't happen often it doesn't happen to every outfielder obviously but just to minimize that risk and keep the two-way player as a dh and also a pitcher is i think is smart i never thought about that until he mentioned it i think it was dave but i think like i never thought about it that way but i think that's smart a smart way to dave. <laughs> he is i think it's a smart way to include, like to kind of have some fun with the universal dh assuming that it happens yeah, i'm sure unfortunately that it is um, all right, moving over now to Korea, to the KBO, the LG Twins, they went 5-0, and so they recovered from that lackluster start that they had last uh, week. Roberto Ramos, he was the hitter of the week. He went 6-16 for with a double, three homers, five RBI, five walks, and seven strikeouts. And Casey Kelly was pitcher of the week. He threw six scoreless innings. He scattered three hits, he walked two, and he struck out five. Roberto Ramos, um, you know, is a steady farmhand in the Rocky system until he went to Korea this year. Your typical quad A first baseman is a lot of power, a lot of strikeouts. The hit tool probably isn't good enough to keep him on an MLB roster. He's still pretty young. He's only 25 this season, so that's kind of interesting. Um, if he's able to really learn anything in Korea, um, Maybe he'll be able to come back uh, to the U.S. and play baseball in the future. Korean pitchers, they use a lot of breaking stuff, and his big weakness was was pitch recognition. So if he's able to actually float in the KBO and learn how to pick up pitches, you know, the hit tool will instantly improve, and when the hit tool improves, the power plays up, and he's got tons of power. So we'll see. Uh, Casey Kelly, kind of the opposite. He was a first-round draft pick. Um, at one time in the early 2010s, he was one of the top prospects in all of baseball. 
um, Tommy John surgery, a couple of other things kind of slowed him down and he bounced around in the minors for a few years before he signed in Korea last year. It's pretty good. Um, the stuff is more or less the same uh, in Korea as it was in the minors. Basically, fastball sits around 90, a bunch of average secondary pitches. But the biggest difference between now and you know a few years ago in the minors, I think, is that scouts and coaches are all saying that he really trusts his stuff a lot more. He's pitching with more confidence, that kind of thing. So... He's on the older side. You know, he's going to be turning 31 in a couple of months. So I don't know if there's much of a future for him back in the U.S. But with the salary and the, and the signing bonus that he got uh, with the Twins, he's making about a million dollars this year. He made that last year. If he's able to continue like he's been pitching, he'll probably make a steady living there. In the U.S., you know, I don't know if he gets that. So it's probably worth it to just finish up his – baseball career um in korea yeah i mean it's there's other ways to make a living outside of the majors and some dudes are just like there's dudes who are like been in been in japan and korea forever um mm-hmm. american dudes who just stay there and yeah you're still talking about like the top one percent of baseball oh yeah in the oh world. for sure for sure how old is he now uh he's turning 31 in october yeah, he might just even at his age. I don't know if he'll get another shot, even if he wants one. Like it just is what it is. What that I'm is. Sure, at it's that point. great being a Korean baseball legend. <laughs> oh, I I'd be down for that. All right, so it's mid-May, and we're basically in the same situation that we were in two months ago because we have an inept government full of dumbass Republicans, dumbass Democrats. But luckily, we have baseball in Taiwan and in South Korea, but games here, it's still very much uncertain when things are going to return at a minimum a few months. And when it comes to the minor leagues, that's even more muddled. Um, We might not have a season at all. There were reports a few weeks ago. They've been since debunked, but there were reports that the season was just going to be canceled, period. Even if there is a minor league season, it's going to be radically different from what we are used to i mean obviously you know we're already in mid-may and you know it's just not going to be normal whatever actually happens and leave it to major league baseball to take advantage of a a freaking pandemic to push their bullshit agenda through uh you know politicians did that already so i guess it makes sense because politicians are scum and so are mlb owners so but basically barring some kind of Huge, sudden change. Uh, 40 teams are going to just Thanos away, and they're not even going to get a farewell season. Uh, the Rumble Ponies, they were supposed to be hosting the AA All-Star Game uh, in 2020 this season. That was canceled. Obviously, it's not happening now. That would have been a nice farewell. Yeah. They don't even get a farewell. Um, you know, the 20 set, the 2019 season is going to be their last season in operation and i honestly can't remember off the top of my head any notable things that happened in 2019 regarding boring boring season yeah oh yeah for sure so you know and i think we're all very obsessive about things like that and so we're drawing blanks clearly not much was happening so yeah them 
Rumble Ponies and Kingsport, they're going to be disappearing. I'm not really sure why people are like reporting it now. I mean, we, we've known about this for months. It was Yeah, that was pretty much the plan from the beginning. Yeah, it was announced in October, so... I don't realize why I don't know why people are suddenly realizing this now, but whatever, but it is going to be happening. Um, so rather than this be a sad episode, I want to make this like a happy episode. Uh, a lot of people, they're indifferent about the contraction and that kind of thing drives me crazy. You know, I know this is weird. I know I'm not the typical baseball person, but you know, I've become less of a Mets fan over the years and more of just a minor league fan. You know, I've, I've passed up going to Mets games even when they were good in 2015 and 2016. I mean, it's easier to pass up, you know, uh, a 2010 Mets game. I've I've passed up going to Mets games because eh, whatever, but if someone offers me a ticket to the Cyclones or something like that, like 90% of the time I'm on that, I'm there. Uh, You know, I've, driven 600 miles down to Tennessee. (laughs) I've done the 12 hour um, train ride to Columbia, you know, to see Kingsport and, and the Columbia Fireflies. So it just, minor league baseball is good. (laughs) Um, I do it. People like us, we do it, you know, for reasons that are special to each and every one of us, but at the end of the day, it's something that means something to all of us. So to help convince all those people that don't really care that teams are being contracted, I just want to kind of talk about the experience of going to minor league games to see all these young kids starting off or all these veterans that are grinding away and talk about like all of the stuff that happens on the field and the stands, whatever. And obviously since this is a visual episode, uh, we all have a bunch of props to help us here. Um, things that we've received from games or mementos from games, ticket stubs, programs, baseballs, whatever. So if you want a guy, you know, who anyone want to start off with anything? Um, <clears throat> obviously my match chicken. That's the most important thing. I don't know what when I got the Mets chicken. Um, I'm assuming it was a giveaway because I think the the stuffed animal giveaways were like a big thing, and I was a kid. But he's in the classic black jersey, the only which, jersey, the the only <laughs> one of my favorite Mets jerseys, which is a hot take. Um, he doesn't have a name or a number, so if, if what. The unnamed chicken. Yeah, he is an unnamed chicken for sure. But um, yeah, I used to go to a lot of Cyclones games because we had partial season tickets. Um, and so it was always a fun experience. It was it was always like an intimate experience. Like no matter where you sit in that in in well, it used to be Keyspan, and I st- like people still call City Fields Shea, but I cannot not call that place Keyspan. Like I don't know what it is. Like I don't need. I barely even. I think it's MCU. MCU Park, Park, yeah. But like, I barely even remember that it's not Keyspan. I don't know why. It's just like burned into my memory. But um, when Mookie Wilson was the manager there, I we had like we got access to like a practice thing, and I got his autograph, and that was like a big deal. A lot of people were there for him because obviously, like, he has a the biggest reach uh, by, to first base by an error in Mets history. 
<laughs> like, so it's just one of those things where like, I don't know, it's so intimate and it's so different than a major league stadium, which is so like far, like I sit in the upper deck usually when I go to city field because There's a level of access that's um, yeah not available anywhere else. Yeah. Like I have this ball, which is, it's hard to see because it's old, but it's signed by a bunch of a cyclone se- team that season because every game I would go and get different players signatures and like these almost every one of these dudes probably didn't make it you know and it's just like (laughs) i have their signature and like for like five seconds that was like a professional baseball player that i was face to face with because they would let you before games Mm -hmm. go right up to the railing and just like ask for dude signatures and they would always like almost every time i don't think i've ever been denied once at a cycle yeah just people who are super grateful that yeah to to be there and to be you know recognized as a as a professional you know? exactly and like i saw paul aduca when he was rehabbing there and i we went to that game and we like got tickets to that one like day of because we were like oh let's go see paul aduca like hit against some 18 year old kid in that's in, kind of a hobby in coney life. island <laughs> like it, I, I i don't know why i like it so much but like it's so funny to me to see like a professional major, like a uh, established major league dude in like a Cyclones uniform, like oh, yeah. taking his hacks against some kid who's probably like, Oh my God, that's a major league <laughs> player in the box. I've seen on, I think two separate occasions, Noah Syndergaard rehab with Brooklyn against the nice. Island Yankees. And it's always. <laughs> the thing. Also, you know, the Wilpons were like, they're playing oh, the yeah, it's the pettiest series. <laughs> <in baseball. laughs> like, he was like they're playing staten island get noah down there now the funny part is that cinder i don't want to say he got lit up a little bit in one yeah. of, <laughs> but he gave up like a scratch run in the first inning and i think they ended up losing one nothing <laughs> cinder guard on the mound facing a bunch of like 19 year old kids from venezuela but like c- could you imagine like if that was me and i was that kid that's the only story I'd ever tell anyone. Oh yeah, but of course. <laughs> it's like for the rest of my life. Like I'd be like forty and at the bank, and I'd be like, I "Remember the time I got a, I drove in a runoff Noah Syndergaard?" And they're going to be like, get "No." It on a shirt, so that <laughs> this is a Wendy's. <laughs> exactly, this is a Wendy's. Please, <laughs> what's your order? And I'd be like, "Well, after I tell you the story." But I don't know. It's so cool. It's so to have less of it sucks, yeah. and to have less of it means less talent in the majors, like we've said before, because dudes who are a 30th round pick might not ever be able to figure their way out if they don't play at all the levels that they do. So I think one of the big things that people don't realize is that um, development is almost never linear. You know, yeah. that bottom half of talent is always in flux and it's impossible to like, like, I mean, look at Jeff, Jeff McNeil. He's what yeah. the top was, 10% was just of professional Google baseball him players now at one point i mean yeah he missed the whole season yeah like missing two years basically to serious injuries and before that he was like rail thin and unable to lift the ball much past second base like i don't know for sure it's one of the things that makes minor league baseball fun is you get to see the rejects no offense to those guys and the guys that really make get it. to see guys really figure it out. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Pete Alonso is another good example of that. It's like it just clicked. <laughs> yeah, and he needed a you know a certain amount of reps below full season ball to get that to happen. A certain amount of reps at full season ball, and you know, with fewer spots, does he get multiple chances? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. 
and on the other, and on the other end, like you're when you have the second overall pick or the first overall pick, and that dude comes to your town, it's like hell yeah, a top prospect oh, yeah. in baseball is in my town. Like, and then that's a that's a draw for a whole other reason. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the the last game I went to was the Cyclones championship game. Obviously, that game had other implications, but Jason yeah. Jason Groom was pitching on the mounds for Lowell, like. All right, that makes it a lot more interesting than some other dude because he's Jason Groom, not exactly the star that he was a few years no, ago. Yeah, it was projected to be the but, top overall pick, and yeah, he's no, yeah. not too long ago. Still an interesting dude. Still a guy that you could say, okay, you know what? Even if it was just a regular game in the middle of June, you know, no, no special um, giveaways, no, no special nothing. I'd be willing to go see just to, because, like, okay, let's let's see how he's doing. You know, it's just fun to see players because exactly that you can see how they're doing. I remember hearing that uh, Matt Allen and Brett Batty were going to be playing in, in Brooklyn on like Friday, and that that they were going to be playing on like Sunday. For the oh Sunday. yeah, yeah. And I remember like immediately thinking, I'm I'm fine driving over two bridges and <laughs> sitting on the Belt Parkway for an hour to to see those two guys for an hour. And you did sit on the bed. I did. (laughs) (laughs) I did all of those things. I remember when David Peterson was making his debut, me and my, like he pitched like one inning in Brooklyn. Like it was one of those, like he had a whole college season to go. So like he didn't pitch much, but I saw his like first professional inning and it was like a one, two, three inning where he was just like this. I'm, I'm past this level already. The Florida State League, and it wouldn't have made much of a difference. Yeah, he was like he was like like you could tell that he was past the level already. It was just he was there because of the workload that he had at the time, which obviously that's what happens. But it was just it's cool to be like, yeah, I saw that. Like it's it's a cool thing to see that's the beginning, and then see him when he's in the majors because I think he will be a major league player. To be like, oh yeah, I remember him when I saw him in Brooklyn, and like that's always cool. I mean, I, I saw on uh, maybe the second game that Andres Jimenez played in, nice. in the continental U.S. Nice, yeah. Um, and like now, I mean, he, his prospect status is you know buoyed a little bit, but like he's a top one hundred guy in most places. Oh yeah, he's gonna be a big leaguer. And I saw him when he was literally like a seventeen year old kid. Mm-hmm. Just being able to know that, say that, whatever you wanna, whatever you wanna call it. It's just a good feeling. Yeah, and it, it also it gives you like a, a bigger connection to, to some of these players, you know. I I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, I, my I like I love Michael Conforto because I, I remember the day he was drafted. I feel like I've watched him grow up a little bit. Yeah. You know, makes it feel that much better when you see the or or Nimmo's a good example too. Like I remember when he was an eighteen year old kid, and now, you know, I've seen him go through so much, and now he's a, a functional big leaguer. Yeah. It's like a level of pride, you know? It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You got anything else for us, Thomas? Or was that... Uh, <clears throat> I have this... I don't remember whose signature this is, but... Possibly Wachowski. <laughs> that would be great. Um, this is a so remember when I said before we were live, we were talking about the stuff that we had, and this is a Penn League ball, so I might be a foul ball from a Cyclones game because it says New York Penn League, and that's a scuff mark from a bat. Um, and it's dirty, so I wouldn't be surprised. I do have one story of Mike Jacobs knocking over a dude who ran on the field. <laughs> he was catching at the time, it was in Brooklyn, and it was the dude was like, if, I, I hope I'm not mixing up two stories, but I'm pretty sure the dude was like right next to us when he ran on the field. Like we heard him telling his friends that he was going to do it. And then because that also happened at a Cyclones game. And then he jumps the thing and runs towards the, the infield. And everyone was like, oh, man. And Mike Jacobs crushed him. I mean, just <laughs> laid him out. And I was like, and I'll never forget Mike Jacobs because of that. And like then he became a functional big leaguer. And He's a big dude. Yeah, and I was just like, I remember when Mike Jacobs laid out a dude who ran on the field at a Cyclones game, and it's just connections like that. Like Ken said, you get connections to players that you would never think of, and that's the cool part. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, those are the only Met-related things that I have, really, outside of like big league Met stuff, but we could talk if we want to talk about that. I think you should share your Long Island Ducks memorabilia. Oh, yeah. My Long Island Duck call thing. That I, I feel like you, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty I was sure Ricky recommend Henderson you wear it for the rest game. of the show. Okay, I'll put it on. I'm pretty sure Ricky Henderson was on the other team at this game. I'm pretty sure when he was an Ricky independent Henderson player. Had a, had a wild career. Yeah, like he was like a Newark Bear, I think, or something. Yeah, for a and, I'm, while. and I'm pretty sure they played him because, uh, like, I, I, it's, it's for me to make up that memory would be too specific. No, no, yeah. So, <laughs> so like, the thing that happened, he, he, went, he went and played independent ball for like a year. And like I remember him like if this was him, he hit a foul wall like above us and it was just louder than every single other ball that was hit that day. And I was like, Yeah. Yeah, they say like big leaguers have like um a level of bat speed that you don't see anywhere else. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I wouldn't be surprised. I'm looking up his independent league stuff right now. Oh yeah, last played with the bear, so it must be yep. We were just talking about that in Slack a few days ago. It's a shame that they tore that uh Newark Riverfront Stadium down, and they're building stupid condos. That's is is, cool. is that what it became? Because yeah. I never knew what. Uh, yeah, that's basically uh, what everything in this area turns into. Yeah. I mean, it's not a great place that part of Newark and everything, but I'd rather have a stadium with yeah. a struggling baseball team than just some more condos. Yeah, a bunch of condos nobody can afford. So, or is so what happens to like Binghamton as a brand? Because it's not just going to like. Do, do they become an independent team? Do they? Like... So, I, mean, I was talking to a buddy of mine about it yesterday, and I, I can't imagine that that's going to survive long. Yeah. Like part like... of the reason they're, they're being contracted, and we can talk about if this is a good reason or not, is that they, they don't really draw well at all. And, you know, when that, that's a bigger part of the equation when it's, you're an independent team and you don't yeah. have much of 
you know, a major league franch um, franchise. Especially where it is like, it's such an, yeah, it's really like it's, tough. Yeah. Like, um, like Long Island, if I want to go see the Long Island ducks, it's like a 30 minute train uh, car ride, you know? And like, it's yeah. really close and it's close to a lot of different places, but Binghamton is upstate. And, and there's a giant population on Long Island. Exactly. So, like, yeah. so it just sucks. It sucks. And yeah, but that's pretty much it out of the minor leagues, the random minor league stuff that I have. Uh, so I actually have something from Binghamton. Uh, that's one of my favorites of my collection. It's the Stephen Matz uh, 2014 championship bobblehead that I swear to God looks like Willem Dafoe. <laughs> uh, the green goblin from the Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man. Movie. I see it. Yeah. I see it. Right? Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite things. It's also sponsored by Lockheed Martin, which I've always found funny. Um, my buddy used to work for Binghamton. I'd, I'd go up to see him and, and just hang out in the press box. And that's cool. Um, yeah, it, it sucks that that press box isn't going to be a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Also, shout out Matt's wearing 11, a very good yeah, number. very good number. Um, he did not stick with it, unfortunately, but whatever. <laughs> Happens. Yeah, um, I saw Ahmed Rosario um, play, I think, during that game. I think he went like two for four, so that was cool when he erupted onto to Binghamton. And that was like, he was like a big deal. Yeah, yeah, he hit the ground running. He yeah. was just like, um, you talk about guys who are just like too good for the level. Yeah. Like Rosario's hand-eye coordination was just too good for double pitching. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have another like weird one from, uh, I didn't, I bought this one on eBay. I wasn't at the game, but uh, this is one of my favorite things also. This is the Wilmer Flores uh, from cheer, from Tears to Cheers bobblehead, and it's him crying on one side and cheering on the other. That's wild. I couldn't go to this game, but I, I decided <laughs> I needed to own it as a um, aging baseball hipster to quote Jeff Paternostro. So <laughs> turn that sideways again. What? <laughs> I will never it's, get it's over that. It's mildly ever. terrifying. It's now <laughs> always on my desk. It makes me smile twice a day. That's so, awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. We love uh, a random bobblehead. I, have I love those ideas. What happened, Steve? I have a few random ones I'll, I'll break out uh, a little later. But... Yeah, so I what, also have the... Uh, what, the you got, what else? <laughs> no, oh, I have that too. Yeah. It's, it's among my favorite things. Oh, the gnome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what pictures do you got? Because I know that you have a very fancy... Um, what the hell? An ex- no, not Excel. PowerPoint presentation for us here. Uh, yes, I put it together in five minutes while we were preparing, <laughs> uh, calibrating Zoom. So I guess we'll do that now. Um, Steve, if you want to play like Sarah McLaughlin or something. Oh, uh, no, but all right. The background. Uh, Thomas, do you want to hum for us? I The, the, the chicken wanted to watch, so. Uh, how do I get this to go to the next one? Oh, this is Matt Allen. That was fun, that series at the end of the year, seeing uh, him. This is Jeff McNeil on rehab last year for Syracuse. He's just kind of derping around. That's a podcast concern, <laughs> friend of the show, Dilson Herrera. I love the orange uniforms. They're, they're legitimately great. Like, I, I don't do. have any minor league jerseys. I'm thinking I might have to make an exception for that one. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, Francisco. 
Joe Alvarez, as I mentioned probably a thousand times. Yep, that was it. That's cool. <laughs> How do I stop this? It stops. You're good. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I really sat down and was just trying to think long and hard about all the random stuff that I've seen, all the random crap, some of it's crap <laughs> that I've gotten. The earliest thing I could really remember, and I had to go looking through the box scores, was the game August 21st, 2006, with the Cyclones. And the only thing that made it notable um, was because the Stanley manager, he got ejected. In the eighth, the Yankees basically went wild. They scored 10 runs, and either intentionally or not intentionally, who knows, uh, the Cyclones relievers started plunking some um, Stalin Yankee hitters, and a brawl broke out. Oh, boy. And you don't see minor league brawls too often. And the Yankee manager that got ejected earlier in the game, he came running back on the field and <laughs> flip flops and a towel because he was clearly in the shower when word broke out. Oh, that's, out. Was that's awesome. So the final score was 21 to 6. So, you know, good, good job there, Cyclones, getting screwed over. And the attendance figure, there was about 8,000 people in the stands. So things are already kind of crazy, you know, it's when it's Cyclones versus Staten Island. 8,000 people in the, in the stands, you got a brawl on the field. It was, it was a, a fun atmosphere for those last couple of innings. Um, those games are surprisingly intense. Yeah. Because I've been to a few of them too, and they're surprisingly like they're not Subway Series level intense, but they're they're up there. Like like there's some passionate fans on both sides, and it it always gets a little rowdy. Oh, I always maintain Brooklyn is unlike anywhere else. Absolutely, in terms of a crowd, yeah, yeah. Like people, people. I'm always amazed that people heckle like 19 year old kids, (laughs) and they. I always and no, (laughs) like they are on people's case, (laughs) like. And like they know the team to the point where like, like yeah, calling people out by name. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like, like there's some like the, the the Cyclones really do have a huge passionate fan base, and I don't know if it's because it's in the same place that the Mets are, and it's easy to be yeah, like. I feel like Brooklyn has like a long baseball history. You know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's not making it any better. So uh, another game I've been to where I got a bobblehead was. August 20th, 2007 with the Cyclones. And I'm going to open it up. Oh, an unboxing. An unboxing. We have... Daryl Strawberry. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So, very cool. That is cool. I have another one here. That same year, I hate styrofoam. The, the the sound, yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, it's like nails on a chalkboard. We have Lee Mazzilli. Interesting. Oh, nice. What makes a story about that is my my family on my mom's side. They come from Coney Island. So my uncle, he was, you know, uh, in his 60s, he would be at this point, and he went to school with Lee Mazzilli. And oh. when I showed him the, the bobblehead that, you know, or I told him, I should say that, I got the bobblehead, 
he went on a probably about a five minute rant about how Lee Mazzilli is a fucking dickhead and <laughs> that kind of good stuff. Oh, <laughs> I didn't see that part coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. And one more bobblehead I have, I kept the ticket for because I was basically intending on selling this one day when dies and everybody is interested in merchandise and whatnot. Uh, I guess not now, but at the same time, who knows what the hell is going to be going on in, you know, 40 years or so. But we have one genuine <laughs> Obama bobblehead. Nice. Barack Wait, Obama, Brooklyn that State was at a Cyclones game? Mm-hmm. Why? Like, if you can look closely... Well, it's mirrored now, but it says Baracklin. I don't remember them doing that at all. That's amazing, and I kind of want to look for one on eBay. I don't remember them doing. I don't remember that at all. I feel like I would remember that, but I don't. That's funny. Yep, they I, were the Baracklin Cyclones. And I do was, like the name change stuff, like for a day. The la- one of the times I saw the Cyclones, they were the Brooklyn Slices, and they were wearing like the the angry pizza slice jer- <laughs> jersey and stuff. And I don't know, it's so fun, like. For one day, we're like the the random name team thing, and then we're back to the Cyclones the next day, and it's just like, okay. Like, it's so accepted among minor league stuff. It never happened, yep. It's just like, yep, that's par for the course. I have a bunch of jerseys that I got. One summer, they're giving out a jersey like every Thursday, whatever it was. So this is my favorite one of all of them. The front looks normal. Just says Cyclones, but the back, as you can see, <laughs> Sandy the Seagull fist pumping because it was Jersey Shore night. Excellent. Mm-hmm. As the uh, podcast resident son of the Garden State, I do not approve. <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. The 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 minor league marketing system. Yeah. It's so. It's so over the top that it's great. Like it doesn't take itself too seriously, and mm-hmm. that's the f- that's fun. Like the hat you're wearing right now. Exactly, Pizza Rats. I know it's a Stalin Yankee team. That you know, it doesn't clash with the Jewish Cyclones over here, but <laughs> you know. I mean, but the Pizza Rats was like a How New York. Not like them. Yeah, it was like a New York phenomenon for like those five minutes, and then they were just like, "We have to name the team Pizza Rats for a night," and it's like, "Hell yeah, you do! You better, you better name yourself the Pizza Rats for a night." Um, speaking of Yankees affiliates, this promo I got from a Yankees affiliate, the Trenton Thunder. It was 2015, and it was actually John Stewart Appreciation Night because he just announced that he was going to be retiring. I don't remember if he was actually at the game or not, or, you know, the whole weekend series. He might have been to a game. I don't know. doesn't really matter, though, because he wasn't really relevant to this. But it's a pretty nice gym bag. It's that is not, nice. Yeah. I always like their logo. No, it doesn't have, like, offensive uh, advertising all over it. It just has their logo. <laughs> I like the Trenton Thunder. They're, you know, I mean, if Binghamton was a better team, Maybe I would have less of a like for Trenton, but unfortunately, Binghamton has not been good the last couple of years. And so, Trenton has an incredible dog. Trenton so. has, exactly. There's so much to like about that team. There's rookie. There's just the, the scenery over there on the river. Have I ever nice. told my rookie story on the show? 
Don't about so. how I went to see uh, Michael Otanez at Staten Island and Rookie was there. Yes, was yes, yes, I remember. And uh, I got so excited to pet Rookie that I, I forgot to take a picture when the people, um, like I got in line to like take a picture with Rookie and I got so excited to just like be around him and pet him that the lady was like trying to take a picture and I was moving the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, who's a good boy? <laughs> like The lady's like, please. <laughs> You waited online for this picture. You're almost 30. <laughs> Was Rookie nice? That's all I want to know. Rookie, he can confirm, best boy. Okay, good. The best Rookie story I have is last season, um, in May or June, whenever it was, when Binghamton played Triton and I was there. I went with my brother. And literally the last out, um, I was putting my camera equipment away. I gave him the cap to my camera. So I said, okay, please just hold this while I'm unscrewing this other stuff, putting the lenses away. He bends over to take the lens. His cam- his his phone falls out of his pocket. Don't ask me how, but there is a tiny, tiny little gap in between where the wall is. Oh no. <laughs> and the cement on the floor. His phone bounces off the floor, hits the, the cement backstop and slides into this little gap in the wall we just kind of look at each other just like oh shit he goes to get the um maintenance people whatever um basically long story short the next hour and a half or so they're trying to go into the stadium uh looking for this phone the way that their stadium was uh built the the two or three rows in the front were add-ons so there was no way of actually accessing this little gap. It was just basically for, for water to kind of wash um, down. So his phone is lost. We went into the front office to, you know, fill out, you know, incident report, whatever it was, because he was going to file, like, he had the phone insurance thing or whatever. So we were just standing around, and there's Rookie. So, nice. I, I, you know, while, while my brother is, like, on the verge of having a nervous breakdown because his $1,000, you know, iPhone 10 just, you know, basically disappeared forever it's lost to time yeah i just kind of took the opportunity to uh <laughs> hack around with rookie <laughs> and i i asked if it was okay to tell that story and he he's come to terms with everything that happened so i feel not as bad so that was a good rookie story i think that's like a like whenever you need a dog like there there you go at mm-hmm. all the, at any point in time you'd be like now i now i need to pet a dog right now yeah. and here's rookie chilling in the in the, in the press box or whatever it was. Such a good boy. Uh, another good time I had in was when Ring of Honor had their Field of Honor um, show. I think that was pretty cool. It was basically, they set up a ring on the baseball diamond and had you know a, a, a pay per view. Uh, my sister got a picture with Okada. I got nice. a. King of Strong Style Nakamura shirt. You know, Thomas, you're the only one that can appreciate yeah, that right I, now. Yes. I'm sure there's some aging hipsters out there that might too, but they were probably <laughs> there actually. But that was a fun event. Um, a lot of Cyclones memories I have, a lot of games. June 18th, 2016, they, it was the second game of the season. They lost the sound the night before. It was a 20-inning game that they lost, so that really sucks. 
So the game that I went to, I guess everyone was tired because they got no hit. So I got to see no hitter, which is like <laughs> that's cool. And making it even weirder, the final score is two to one in the no hitter, and it was a extra inning game. It finally ended in the tenth. So <laughs> weird oh. things that you see in the minor leagues. Way to start the season too. Mm-hmm. Like by by game two of the season, you're like, well, <laughs> this yeah. has been fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. See you, see you next year, boys. <laughs> Uh, that that was a bad season for them. That was yeah, they were they were rough that year. That was either the start or was in the middle of that kind of long run where they were just really bad for a while after being so good for so long. And actually, the the tying to the other end, the last game of the season I was at, and it wasn't a a brawl like the story I had earlier, but basically Blake Taberry hit a weak grounder over to first base. The first baseman fielded it. It was a weak tag. The umpires originally ruled to bear we safe. The Stalin Yankee managers that came out argued, and the umpires overturned their call. So Tom Gamboa, who was the Cyclones manager, he lost his shit. He started arguing. The umpires didn't really care, whatever. It was like <laughs> the fourth inning of, the, of you know the last game of the year. Two teams that probably weren't going anywhere at the time. I don't know where the Yankees were in the, in the standings, but Gamboa is arguing. He goes back to the dugout and he just starts chucking shit onto the field. He said that he was going to be retiring at the end of the season anyway. So when he got ejected, that was basically his retirement. He was chucking balls. He was chucking helmets, bats, catcher's equipment, just everything he could find on the field. That's a way to go out. Yeah. Farewell to the game of baseball. Uh Yeah. Definitely is the best way to go out if if you're going out. That's going out in a blaze of glory. Uh, I have a cool shirt here. I've only been to one Staten Island Yankees game, and it was like a one nothing game that lasted well into extra innings. And I was like, oh boy, it was like one. It, it was literally like the end score one nothing, and I was just like, this is never gonna end. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna happens. be. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be stuck in. And I was younger at the time. I think it might have been their first season, but. I was just like, I'm going to be stuck at the stadium for the rest of my life. Because, yeah, sometimes like, you just... like, there's just no hope in sight that anyone is going to score here. But, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's stuff like that you just don't see in the majors. Like, those games don't happen. This is from opening day 2017. You know, they usually will give you, like, maybe a magnet or whatever that has, like, the schedule. Yeah, I have a lot of the fridge magnets that... Right, this is probably the best... Um, schedule giveaway I've ever gotten. It's a shirt. Oh, that's awesome. Back, it has all of the games that they play. That's awesome. And the front is like in the style of Shea Stadium. So that's oh, yeah, pretty great. Pretty cool. It's That's great. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. <laughs> that is. I, I've never done it again. You know, it's been a couple of years and I'm surprised. I mean, obviously it's more expensive to make a t-shirt than yeah. a refrigerated magnet, but that's a really cool giveaway. I mean, you could sell that shirt just straight up and people would buy it as like a tour. Like I buy tour shirts when I go to concerts instead of like actual shirts of like just the regular band shirt. Mm. So like, I wonder if that would have a, any type of market. You might, it's a, it would be interesting to see. Uh, it's well worn, but yeah. Uh, this is a really cool giveaway that I got in August, the middle of August. They had Oktoberfest. <laughs> they, they gave out these little, like a beer stein and it's really cool. Never, that is cool. I, I haven't drank drank from it, but 
And speaking of like terrible games that you just want to like not be at, that was one of those games. Um, <laughs> I was going, I was, I was on the F train. It was like six o'clock and we're passing like, king's highway and the sky just starts pouring like lightning oh. downpour the whole thing so i'm just like well we have like maybe five stops to go maybe it'll clear up it did not clear up and basically spent the next two and a half hours because i'm an asshole and i had tickets and i was going no matter what because i wanted that cup spent the next two and a half hours hanging by the train station at nathan's and then finally in the stadium and they started the game at like nine o'clock it was a terrible game that nobody wanted to be at, including the players. It ended at like 11.45. I think there was like five people in the stands when the game was over. It was like, it actually became one of those things I was like so bad that it became good because... Yeah. yeah. So what you're telling me is the Mets don't even cancel games in the minors. No. <laughs> They're just going to, they will get that five-person gate. That, that's probably my favorite... Um, version of angry slack. <laughs> oh, the uh, when they're not banging a game that definitely needs to be banged. <laughs> when we're looking at the weather How reports, and we're like, all of us get. <laughs> we're looking at the weather reports, be like, this game's gonna start at eleven forty-five. Worth it. Um, I got this shirt when I went to Kingsport. No, it was Pulaski, Virginia, when they were playing the Kingsport Mets. And my brother was, my brother went with me on the trip and he was like, I'm not going to say violently ill, but he was, (laughs) he was pretty sick. But I was just like, dude, I don't give a shit. You're coming with me because I want two of these shirts. And he got, he felt better. It was just like a stomach thing. So he felt better. But I think this is a pretty awesome shirt. It is Pulaski (laughs) and Export and big Appalachian rivalry. I do appreciate that all the levels have kind of embraced that rivalry. They have. I wonder if Trenton and Brooklyn are going to have the same. Probably. Uh, it's not as close as Staten Island. Yeah. yeah. The thing but, about the, the pettiest series in baseball is um, they're literally on right on other sides of the bridge. Yeah, It's so easy to get to the, to yeah. each other. <clears throat> I've never been to Trenton though. So I would definitely want to go. Oh, Trenton's it's, nice. Yeah. I've heard I heard I it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's super close to where I live. Yeah. It's probably the best stadium that I've gone to. Wow. Really? Like, it's that nice. I like it better than, than Keyspan MCU because it's just like a little more secluded. It's in like a corporate park off the side of the highway. So right on mm. the Delaware river, it's just like nice and serene. Whereas nice. McCony Island, obviously it's, you know, it's literally, yeah, it's yeah, on it, the boardwalk. Right. <laughs> so, you have a very nice environment, you know, in both stadiums, but Trenton, it's a little more calm than yeah. the uh, environment at with the Cyclones. So, yeah. So, I mean, these are just a couple of things that a bunch of us have gotten over the years. Um, there are hundreds and, you know, more teams out there other than the couple of affiliates that the Mets have. And there are obviously millions more people out there who have, you know, experienced games, gotten memories that are going to last them for a lifetime, gotten things that have brought them joy, like these things, you know, I mean, where else are you going to get the Mets chicken? Where else are you going to get freakishly disgusting Wilmer Flores with two faces? (laughs) Not many other places other than minor league games. So, you know, for the people that, you know, 
don't care that minor league baseball is going to be contracted, like, you know, think again, because even if you, even if you are the staunchest, you know, Republican that is all business and you don't care about your workers and all that kind of stuff. And, and you're happy to see all these people lose their jobs and you're a Grinch and you're Scrooge and you're a terrible person. You know, there's more to it than just these players making money and everything else. There's, there's all these memories that people make. So if anyone has any questions, comments, or whatever, you can send us an email at our email address from complex2queens at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at Steve Saipa. Ken is at Ken1191. And Thomas is at said Met Season SZM. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Rate and review them. And of course, thank you for listening. And in this case, uh, thank you for watching. Uh, we will be back next week. And until then, love the Mets, love the Mets.